Welcome to Sports with Anthony. Today is Thursday, February 11th. I had to postpone my segment with In the Huddle with Anthony, Chris, Nathan, and Michael as our schedules conflicted. But tonight I have the segment On the Couch with Anthony and Michael as we discuss the Super Bowl and our thoughts. Enjoy, everybody. going to do on the couch with Anthony and Michael and we are going to discuss the Super Bowl and what we think of it so Michael was this Super Bowl what you thought it was going to be it was not what I thought it was going to be I mean I first of all I predicted that the Chiefs were going to win but I um I was very surprised at how non-competitive it was I expected a close game Obviously, a lot more uh, scoring from the Chiefs. The Buccaneers' defense just had him on the run all night long. And that guy is like Superman, but there's only so much he could do. There were a few drop passes and some questionable penalties and then a lot of penalties that they just committed. So that was... It was rough. The halftime show was much more exciting than the game. <laughs> and a lot of memes came out of that halftime show. I yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you? What do you think? Was it what you expected? Well, I, I, the, with the score, I, the score that I, that I thought that Tampa Bay would put up was right on par. But, of course, as you know, the Chiefs, the high-power offense, usually being able to score at least in the high 20s, um, it, it of course, just like what Mahomes said, he was subpar, and it they had his number. I mean, they just had his number, and a huge thing that stands out is the rushing attempts between both teams. That for some reason in the third quarter, the Chiefs won out, and they ran it well that first drive, and then they went away from it. When I felt like if they would have just would have been consistent with the run. I think it would have it would have made the score a little bit better, but yeah. I mean, yeah. overall, they had this includes Mahomes. They only had seventeen rush attempts, and Mahomes had five of them. Wow! And, and those then, were when he was running backwards. Oh yes, when he was <laughs> running backwards. Yes, the, there was some stat. I don't quote me on the number, but it was something crazy where he ran over four hundred ninety-five yards. Yeah, before yeah. attempting like throws and stuff, scrambling, he ran that far. <laughs> yeah, I read that. I read that as well, and it was like, man, that is a lot of yards. But he just—he was trying to escape all night. Yeah. Did you see? I know you saw it. The, the throw where he kind of got tripped up and he was on his way to the ground and still managed to oh throw the that was throw the ball. To you and me when we were little. It's Anthony Isles getting tackled and falling and throwing it. <laughs> I mean, that was. That was impressive. If and only the guy I would have been there it. to catch the pass. I know, right? That guy should have caught it. It oh, was in was... his hands, and then it hit him, and then went out. Yeah. To 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 launch that pass and to launch it accurately, and then to have it dropped, it's just a yep. it's just a crime. And of course, it's a fourth down play anyway. And then that was the key to the to making their final push to try to get it close. But uh, once they missed that, then Tampa Bay just put the pedal to the metal even more and just flushed out that win. And it, but Tampa Bay, that was crazy. For, they ran it for 33 times and only four by Tom Brady 
Uh, that's negative two yardage, but I believe those <laughs> negative yards also count for when he kneels the ball. So, oh, interesting. Okay. So I would say you knock out Tom Brady. They ran it for 29 times. And then if you knock out Mahomes, they ran it for 12 times. 12 times they ran the ball. Really? <laughs> that is not enough. No, it's not, not even enough. close. And it's just – and the beginning – I would say the first quarter, between the first quarter and halfway through the second, the score could have been uh, really close, but guess what happened? You have where uh, the defense for Tampa Bay, they, they bent, but they did not break. And they only gave up six points, of course, in the first half, as everybody knows. But yeah. Chiefs were within scoring distance. It, the score, because the score at halftime was 21 to 9. And let's say, for example, um, it's 21 9, but if they would have had two touchdowns, it would have been 21 to 14 going into halftime if they would have yeah. got touchdowns instead. Yeah. And even though at the end, Tampa Bay really shouldn't have scored with Antonio Brown, but there was too much time left on the clock. And Tom was able to get down the field. They got the touchdown instead of a field goal. And there were some holding penalties. But That was I the think, end of the first half? Yeah. When the Chiefs yeah. called – or when the – yeah, the Chiefs called timeout. Yeah. To help yeah. the Buccaneers, I guess? I, I, I don't know. It was not, like, <laughs> why are they calling time? Okay, and then there was the holding penalty, and then offsides on the field goal. Yeah, but oh, it, that was it, rough. It was a mental breakdown on their defense. And, yes, some of those – a few of the calls, they really were holding calls. They showed them over and over. They were holding calls on the defense to the receivers. But sometimes they let it go. But, you know, in this type of game – of course, people are like, make it consistent with the season. But this is the Super Bowl. They're going to call it pretty much as tight as they want to call it because they don't want to blow it. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. It, it was just – it was <laughs> unfortunate that all this happened, I felt like, to the Chiefs, back to back to back. Like, but it's, Oh, it was it, a yeah, – Keep your composure. A, That's all you have to do. Don't a, hold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't be off sides. Don't hold. And they just – they gave him that last touchdown before the end of the half. So oh, yeah. that was a – that really – the momentum was obviously in their favor already, but that really right. shifted it. So And I so downloaded – right? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say they – I downloaded a PDF from the ESPN or on NFL.com. I went to the Super Bowl section, and they had a PDF of, I guess, all the stats – for the game, and as a team stat, it's not like the Chiefs weren't moving the ball. They had 22 first downs to Tampa Bay's 26. Oh, wow. And third downs, they were three for 13. Usually they're about seven or eight for 13. Yeah. And Tampa Bay was only four for 12. So it wasn't like it wasn't like there was a huge difference when it comes to yeah. that. Yeah. And net yards, <laughs> this is what's going to kill them. Uh, the Chiefs led with 350 net yards to Tampa Bay's 340, but the penalty yards is what killed the Chiefs. Yeah. And all these penalties. How many, how many penalty yards did they have? It said they, they ended up? up with 11 penalties to Tampa Bay's four, and the 11 penalties went for 120 yards to Tampa Bay's 39. There Dang. you go. There that's, you go. <laughs> that's a difference maker. And three interceptions or two interceptions that Mahomes threw. There you yeah. go. 
Yeah. But what I found that was key in in one of my segments before the Super Bowl, I mentioned that if Tampa Bay could win the battle of time of possession, they would have a very good chance at winning. And it wasn't that they don't need to have that advantage of, say, uh, out of 80 minutes, they need it for 60 minutes or, say, 55 minutes, but they need to control the ball at those key moments in the game, like especially at the end of quarters. Yeah, um, yeah, and the end of the in, third quarter. In man, between, they... like, the middle of the third quarter, can you drain the clock so it's yeah. harder on the other team? And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. They yeah, could, I they... said to, said to mm-hmm. my boys, yeah, at, as the third quarter was, was, was closing out, it was like, man, they have had the ball for so long. It's going to be the fourth quarter. Before you know it, there's just not going to be enough time. Because when they when Tampa Bay got that ball back in the when the third quarter at the beginning they took like six minutes off. Yeah, so yeah. it's like okay they'll get it back again. They're playing let's drain the clock but be efficient on offense and continue with the flow. Because I knew when Fournette got rolling and then Jones did, but it, Fournette I think was the main key that yeah, he's I a power so. runner and they couldn't stop them running up the middle. And then he would bounce to the outside when they were jamming up the middle. And I'm like, okay, they're going to control that clock. And even if they get field goals, it doesn't matter. Game's over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So Tom Brady has more Super Bowls than any team has. Yes. I, 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 thought, that, up, I thought that stat was pretty interesting. Yes. I pulled up ESPN because I figured this would be the next thing we talked about. <laughs> <clears throat> and it said – I'm scrolling down to the bottom. Let's see. Let's see. Brady is the first player in major pro sports to not only win six championships with one team, just like Michael Jordan did, but then win another with a different franchise. Yeah. And he's only the second quarterback in NFL history to win a Super Bowl with two different teams, just like Peyton Manning did. Yeah. And Brady set another record. He he's the first NFL player to win a title in three different decades. Oh wow! And the first player that's, in that's crazy. And the first player in the four major North American pro sports to win championships for two different teams after turning forty years old. Wow! <laughs> so hmm. that is wild. <laughs> I did you see the? Um... The comparison, I saw it on, I think it was on Yahoo Sports or somewhere. They said it, it would be like the Wizards Jordan playing against, like, young LeBron. I know, know? right? And I was like, yeah. oh, that's a really that's a really crazy way to, like, compare the two scenarios. But it made a lot of sense. And it was like, shoot. Yeah, that's, that's nuts. That's exactly what Anyone. that was I know, right? Convincingly. <laughs> And it's he got his fifth uh, Super Bowl MVP, and for his seven titles, which I guess it reset his own record because he did that. I was going to say that's got to be a record, right? <laughs> and now, of like you just said, he owns more Super Bowl trophies than any other franchise, and it, this is nuts. His seven rings, there are more than twenty-seven NFL clubs have appearances in the Super Bowl. He, and he's the fifth player in the four major North American pro sports to win seven-plus championships that include three MVPs, and he joins Major League Baseball greats Yogi Berra, 
Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle and NBA legend Bill Russell with those stats. Wow. I mean, it's there you go. <laughs> Can we go ahead and induct him into the Hall of Fame now? <laughs> yeah, right. While he's still an active player. Just That's right. Put him in. <laughs> Have it as an exception. <laughs> go ahead. And Rob, how about Gronk? Oh, Gronk, man. He Gronk, caught that, Gronk. Caught that first touchdown pass and spiked it. And I, I've been indifferent about the Patriots, you know, for for years and then then they both ended up on the buccaneers i was thinking man if you if you hated the patriots and then you had to watch tom brady you know throw it to gronk and watch gronk spike it oh you're probably just hating life so much (laughs) right oh my gosh and they're just having the time of their lives out there and he did it twice he scored two touchdowns and apparently they said Gronk's uh, two touchdowns because he, he started the game with a touchdown, then he scored again right away. They put them up 14 nothing, And apparently he's the first player ever to do that in the since the Super Bowl era to score the uh, beginning drive and then score right away for back-to-back touchdowns. Oh, interesting. Like, nobody else has ever done that. I never knew that. Yeah, but, I never knew that. And Gronk said he when he came out of retirement – he said he needed to have his body rest for a year because it was so beat up. And then the only reason he was coming back was because Brady was going to be a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And he knew he would never be able to play for the Patriots again because they were, they were pretty much writing him off saying no, nope. yeah. but they would be willing to release him and let him sign with whoever. So when he came out of retirement, he was still a Patriot, but they released him. And he said he would only play for one quarterback in his, in his career, and that's Tom Brady. So it sounds like he's uh, they want Gronk back for another year. Tom Brady, I believe, has two years left on his deal. I could easily see Gronk retiring when Brady retires because Gronk's yeah. 31. So it's not like he's 35 and like, okay, I'm, I'm just doing this to win one more for stats and, and just to do it to get another ring. No, he, he has – some left in them. So, oh yeah. As long as he's healthy, I think he'll. I think he'll play those two years with Tom, and then they'll go out together. I think that would be fitting if they go out together. It would be. It would be. But man, that is that's quite the story. They they put together a. They went all in, put together their their dream team, and it actually it actually worked. And it worked, and it of course because of the the off season where they couldn't do anything really, and they tried to go to a park to. Just even throw footballs, Michael, just to throw. That's um, so funny. And then they couldn't do. They were told they had to leave the park. And then you're, do, you're doing Zoom meetings. And for Brady to learn a whole new system, incorporate some of his, just like what Peyton Manning did. But Peyton Manning had time to, to prep and do all that. It took them half a season just to get some of Tom's playbook in there. But it paid off when it came to the playoffs. I mean, they were rolling. And think about this offseason. They're going to be able to do a little bit more than last year in the all compared to last offseason. And it's going to be so much better. I, I really think they're going to uh, make a very good run to repeat. And I think for me, I mentioned this in my thing on Monday in my segment that I really believe it is in his storyline for Tom Brady to not only you start out your career to win back-to-back Super Bowls, why not end it winning back-to-back? But this time it's with a different team. That that would be that would be a nice way to finish it off. And then you'd have eight rings. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it, and 
who in the world would ever be able to it, to match that? It, I mean, th- what do you think of this? If Mahomes continues his trajectory to continue to succeed the way he is and learning to adapt to, to certain ways teams are now going to play them because Tampa Bay exposed, I really feel like, a lot of things to take away the deep threat. But as long oh, as yeah. Mahomes can adapt and they they just refine their offense each year, I really think Mahomes is the next quarterback that can be on the path to what Tom Brady is now, like right now. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if he'll be able to get to seven rings, but I really think that man right there, number 15, can get five Super Bowls. I really oh, think I, he can. I think so, too. He is just phenomenal, just so dynamic. And, I mean, right. I, I read somewhere that that's, like, the worst he's lost by yeah. since, like, a game in college, maybe? Yeah, it's, it's like, nuts. It's nuts because they've only, I believe, in his starting career so far, they have only lost 10 games. That's wild. It's nuts. And I just hope that he doesn't end up with the scenario that Aaron Rodgers is in, where you win that Super Bowl and then you're getting better and better as an individual. And usually the team is too, but then they try to, they don't add enough to get you over that hump. I think right now they're built to win, but it's almost like when Jordan played against the Utah Jazz, like Jordan is still there. Jazz, they could have won a championship, but they couldn't get through the Bulls. <laughs> so yeah. I, I just feel like when it comes to this scenario, uh, good luck, AFC, because on that uh, Tampa Bay team, who scored all the touchdowns? And this, I think they finally talked about after the game. All the AFC players that former AFC players were the ones that scored touchdowns. Oh, that's interesting. You had Gronk. Huh. Gronk scored twice. And then you had Antonio Brown who made an awesome catch. That low diving catch for a touchdown and yeah, Fournette nice ran catch. it in. Yep. So it's, it, I think it was having AFC experience on that team also helps because they're familiar with playing against against them. Even though they only played uh, in the regular season the one time in Week Ten and just got, they were down by a lot. Tampa Bay came back and still they lost by a touchdown, but they had a chance. And I think in that game that was their turning point. They knew what they could do, what they needed to get better, and if they ever faced them again, they would figure out how to stop Mahomes because that's the game Tyreek Hill had like two hundred something yards in the first half. And yeah, yeah, he went he went berserk that game and had had a ton of yards against like one of the safeties, right? Oh like, yeah, it was nuts. They just picked on him the whole game. Poor guy. I feel bad. Feel bad for the guy. But then this time around, the way they play defense, they contain those sideline plays where they try to do those like end around plays the to run the ball with your wide receivers or quick passes. They contained it, and then when it comes to the deep routes, he was always double teamed. And what I like is they let Kelsey have all of the big numbers. Throw it to Kelsey. That's fine. But we're not going to let your fastest players and your big-time players beat us deep. You can have yeah. that middle of the pass to Kelsey, but it won't be there the whole game. But he had like 10 catches for over 100 yards. So he had a heck of a game, but uh, he was literally the only offense in that game. And LeVon Bell, they didn't even play him. He had no snaps. And I feel like that – he didn't. No, I I just read it on there. I thought he got huh. at least on a few in on a few passing plays, but 
nothing. And I think that hurt them because if they would have uh, just altered that rookie running back, because he's healthy now, but throw in Bell for at least 15 plays, and I think it would have made a little bit of a difference. Yeah, it, they probably it, – it's easy for me to sit back and say this, but they probably had a game plan and they just didn't – they didn't vary from it. They right. stuck to their game plan when it obviously wasn't working. Right, and with that game plan, it's like they all of a sudden had to go to pass, 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 maybe a rush, and then you're just spread offense. But it, but yeah. they'll learn from it. They're so young, and they have a good mix of guys on that Chiefs team. Most of them are coming back. And here's the main, the main thing, too. Their offensive line was hurt. They had to reshuffle the line, and I knew that was going to hurt them. Of course, people kept saying, oh, that won't really matter. Yes, <laughs> it, the Super Bowl showed. Oh, yeah. Oh, Even yeah. if you I, have two weeks to prepare and you're shifting people around, that's not their normal spots. And, yeah, not their normal spots in the biggest game of their lives. Right. So. And you know that Tom Brady is going to be on par on his end of it, so your offense needs to too. But it, it is what it is. I'm happy for – I'm so happy for Tampa Bay. That they that they got it, and unlike Peyton Manning, Tom got it on his first try with the new team. So yeah, that's so true. We'll see if he could repeat. And I I made a bold prediction on Monday: if they're able to repeat, yes, a three-peat is coming. It'll be Ooh. the first three-peat ever that I know of. So how old would Tom Brady be if they forty-five? He'll he wow. would be forty-five, <laughs> and he said he'd play till he's forty-five. Why not repeat to go out? Why not? (laughs) Why not? You heard it here first, folks. And they said uh, for the Super Bowl, for the audience, viewing it on TV or streaming it, 96.4 million viewers for this Super Bowl. Wow. This year with 25,000 in the stands. That's wild. So, yeah, it's it's awesome. And it's, it's on the upswing. I think next year there'll be more viewers, especially if he's going for a repeat. Yeah, yeah. even more, and then um, there'll be more people in the stands next year at this time, and then hopefully uh, not this next football season, but the one after, hopefully we could have, like, say, 75% capacity, and then, like, three years from now, have full capacity again. That'd be all right. Hey, I'm uh, I'm giving blood next week, which will enter me into a drawing for two tickets to next year's Super Bowl. Really? I'm saying it right here. On the podcast. If I win that, you're coming with me, cuz. Yes, I love it, cuz. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. I might give uh, give a little extra blood, see if they, they'll put a few more tickets in my name. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. How cool would that be? Oh, that would be sweet. That would be cool. So, how uh, how did little Michael take it? Is he doing okay? Uh Everybody, I want to. I want, I'm putting this out in the open and on record. Michael told me that he got to stay up till like ten o'clock to watch it, which is awesome. But he stopped watching it at halftime. He said it wasn't fun anymore because they were losing so bad. That's, so he turned it off, it and then he he heard what the final score was, and he he just said. No, it wasn't fun anymore, Daddy, but next year. <laughs> there you go. He's a he's a true fan next year. There's always next year. Yeah, that's what I say about the Bengals, Michael. <laughs> and that's I'm saying good. it here. In the next five years, they the Bengals will be back in the playoffs, and I really feel like in four years, 
they'll have a great shot at making it to the AFC championship, and then we'll see what happens. But I think in, in five years from now, we're going to talk about the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. That's my hope. That's my dream. You can squash it all you want, everybody, but you know what? (laughs) I love the Bengals, even though they make me mad, they make me sad, but there's that hint of hope. They will make me glad. (laughs) (laughs) Marvin Lewis will be the coach again. No, if he was was a general manager, like I know he doesn't want to do that, I feel like, based off of what he's doing now. Um, Yeah. He'd be a great GM, but the Bengals, they don't even do that route for their organization. So, <laughs> with the way they run it. So, it, I don't know. I, I just feel like Coach Taylor, uh, year three, uh, if you're not eight and eight, you got to go. Because, yes, you won like three games this year and a tie. No, that's still not good enough. There's too much talent. Yeah. It really is. There's too much talent. And, if you can't win in year three, at least get the eight and eight. Please move on. Like, really, come on, move on from them. Because you could put in an experienced coach. I guarantee you get an experienced coach right now. Say it was Tony Dungy, for example. He hasn't coached since he won the Super Bowl, I feel like, um, with uh, Peyton Manning as a cold. But yeah. I guarantee you put them two years with the Bengals, and they would be a playoff team and make a good run. I that. That's just that. That's my two cents <laughs> of how the Bengals run things. But yeah, they've uh, they've struggled for years. But I was so. excited for Coach Taylor. Don't get me wrong, because he comes from a great background with with winning, with coaching players. But it's his first head coaching gig, and in year one, you decide not only do you want to be the head coach, you want to call all the offensive plays. To me, that was the biggest mistake, and it hurt Andy Dalton, and it hurt the rest of the team. That's just a lot to take on. And so what What are you thinking? You're, you're a head coach now. It's not like you're the quarterback's coach or the offensive coordinator. You're now the head coach. And I think going into this year, I think he did delegate it last year a little bit more. But I think this year, strictly be the head coach. See what happens if you have an offensive coordinator – and you got a new defensive coordinator, which I'm so happy. So, because the defense is starting to play better, they did at the end of the season. Um, but with this new coach, I think they're going to excel even more. But there's no reason they don't do well. AJ Green will not be back. He's a free agent. He will not be back. They're not going to franchise tag him. They're not. I, think I put mark my words here. There's two teams. They talked about Adele Beckham in a in a scenario where he could possibly be a Buccaneer, but there would have to be a trade involved with the Browns. But that's highly unlikely. But mark my words, A.J. Green will either be a Green Bay Packer or he's going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He fits well, the mold for their offenses. Those would be two great destinations for him. The Bengals would be – that would be hard for them to lose out on him because he's – just such a phenomenal football player, but he didn't. I'd, gel lo- well I'd love with to Joe. He didn't. Yeah, gel well with Joe. I'd love to see him succeed somewhere else. Yeah, go on a winning team and yeah. and do your thing. And but I feel like he would complement the Packers well with Adams. Imagine Adams and Green, and then you have your other young receivers. <laughs> you can't double team Adams anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then with the Packers, uh, not Packers, with the Bucks. They need to see if they can re-sign uh, uh, Godwin. I don't know if they're going to be able to, 
because they have some other free agents to sign up. It sounds like Antonio Brown is coming back. But if you can't get, say you can't get Godwin, but you keep Evans, you have Antonio Brown in there, you had an A.J. Green's experience and his skills, you're not losing anything. And oh. and I think it, he would benefit very well to play with Tom. So, all right, everybody, we will see if A.J. Green is a Packer or a Buccaneer. I don't see any other team unless it's a team that Andy Dalton is the starter for. That would be the only third scenario I can see. Interesting. We'll see yeah. what happens. But what's your prediction for this upcoming football season for 2021-2022? Who do you think will be the top four teams? Oh, gosh. Top four teams. Top four. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, the Buccaneers and the Chiefs off the top of my head. Um, depends on what the Packers do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw them in there. And then I'm just going to go ahead and throw the Browns in there, too. My whole family is rooting for the Browns. I've joined them. I'm, I'm sorry. I know I'm I know. from Cincinnati. You joined but... them. Give me all your Bengal stuff back. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to throw the Browns in because why not? They won a playoff game. So they're, they they're, did, uh... And they beat the Steelers, which was just yeah. what, what a way to – if you're going to win a playoff game, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they beat, they beat a big rival, which was exciting. And, and the Steelers, man, they started off undefeated. They were on a tear, and then it yep. just all all spiraled out of control. That was wild. So what about you, oh. top four next year? So top four for me, of course, you're going to put the, the champions in there. So the Bucks are going to be up there. The Chiefs I have up there. I think we could have a rematch. We could have a Bucks versus Chiefs part two for the yeah. Super Bowl, I think. But the other two teams that I would put in there, Green Bay Packers and then the other AFC team, a lot of people think that the Ravens can continue to excel and get over that hump. Here's my thought on the Ravens. Why uh, I'm not yeah, choosing- that's, uh, all right, I'm here. Yeah, this what do you is why to say? I'm not choosing them to, to do it. Oh, okay, okay. Look at Michael Vick in his career. He made it far in the playoffs a few times, right? So, yeah. But they could just never win. And but because of the style of football they play, I just feel like the Ravens, they're they're just going to run out of either experience or too many young guys. I don't think it's going to be a good mix and Lamar has to stay healthy. I hope he makes it far in the playoffs. But yeah, I don't think yeah. he will ever win a Super Bowl. I really don't. But if they do, more power to him. But the way he plays, it's it's so online with Michael Vick's style that I don't see it making it to the Super Bowl. And yeah. the team that I think is going to make a comeback are the Steelers. I think Big Ben is playing one more full year where he's given it his all. And okay. if he does come back, it's them. They're going to be that other a- AFC team because they're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. And – the the Browns, I think it's going to be another ten years before they make the playoffs like the Bengals. Uh-huh. No offense to the Browns, but they do have it on paper. On paper, they should make the playoffs like these next four to five years. But oh yeah, because of consistency, I don't think they're going to make it this year. I think there's going to be some issues going on with uh, Mayfield's play. And then if you don't have Beckham, that's fine if you don't have him play. But Landry can only play so much longer. They need another receiver. They have good tight ends. They have good running backs. But if you're going to make it far, you need to have that second wide receiver. And I don't think Beckham's the answer. Not now because he's coming back from injury. But, hey, if they get A.J. Green, 
I hey. count them in the playoffs, but yeah, right. that that's few and far between if AJ would ever cross over to the Browns. <laughs> yeah, I would I would be shocked to see that happen. And you're right. If they if they had two dynamic wide receivers, that would that would be a huge help because Chubb, man, that guy can run the ball. Because Chubb, you have Chubb and Hunt in your backfield. Yeah. They dominate the ball. They run well. They can each catch, and they score all the time. And then Landry, when he's not double teamed, puts up huge numbers. And yeah. your tight ends, you have two of them, and they're dominant. They can block, and they can pass, uh, catch passes. So, yeah. And the defense is always solid. So never count them out, but – if uh, Mayfield can't play to his level that he did at the end of the season, if he does what he did in the middle, it's going to be tough to, to make it back to the playoffs. Yeah. Thank you for listening to tonight's segment on the couch with Anthony and Michael. And later this weekend, I'll make another podcast either on Sunday or Monday. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. For one, stay warm, stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon.